podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. On today's episode, we're going to hear from a special guest who is very known to us at Wisconsin Music Ventures, that is Ben Harold, and he is going to talk about what it was like for him to get started in the music industry, as particularly as an original music maker. And uh, he was in the industry as, a, as a more of a cover musician for a while, um, but it's a whole different ballgame when you start making your own music. Uh, I myself am more from the classical music background, uh, horn, piano. I studied those instruments um, as a student, um, you know, since I was young. Went on to school at universities, um, studying them in those programs, studied con- conducting and things like that. But that world is so different than your, um, you know, more standard music world where, uh, you know, you're gigging out on nights and weekends, the typical band members are working out of. Um, so classical music is a whole different ballgame itself. So, um, you know, I, and from what I can offer, you know, some other people have mentioned it on this show, taking lessons with people is often how you can get to the next level. Um, that's, that's a big way of networking in that arena. Um, taking lessons with people, it's a little bit of an investment, but as is often the case in music, um, a little bit of investment gets you a long way, gets you that next step. But I'll hand it over now to Ben, who's going to talk about, um, you know, in a very, very insightful, powerful, candid way, uh, the way that he got started with his career, um, everything from open mic nights to just networking at those events to the hard work that it takes, you know, having the right personality, the right drive, all of that stuff. So I'll hand it over to Ben now. Thanks so much. So when I first got started, I didn't really know I was going to be in the music business. Um, I had put together some songs and wasn't sure what I was going to do with them. Uh, it was in the process of, of putting together that first album that I realized that this is what I really wanted to do. And I think going into it so fresh, I didn't really have a clue of, of how to do that well, uh, or really how to get it started. I think the mentality is when you're just thinking about getting into a music career or you're just daydreaming about it as, as a kid or um, just, you know, as you're learning to play music, it's what you want to do. You sort of have this idea in your head of just make some good music and suddenly you're there. It works out. Um, but there's no thought really about how to get from point A to point B, point B being the place where you're doing this as a career successfully. Um, and so I think I found myself wondering now realistically in my thirties, uh, how do I get to that place where I can make this a viable career for a long time and, and call it something like success. So to backtrack a little bit, um, there are mistakes that you make 
from day one. <laughs> it, it's, it's something that you're going to struggle with. I remember in the process of, of making this album, learning that this is what I wanted to do. Um, I got excited as you would, and I wound up setting a date, a release date. But at that point we hadn't even finished, um, recording some parts. And so it wasn't even mastered or anything like that. And I think that was the the fall, winter. And I don't think we finished the mastering process until March. And it it was it was close because the release date was set for April of 2019, mid April. And so I made the mistake immediately of of not giving it the time it needed. And so I put a lot of pressure, unnecessary pressure on people that were helping me put it together. So if I could go back in time, I look at that as a major mistake. And I've had to go back to those, those people and apologize because it was, it was unfair to put that kind of pressure on it. So I think one of the first things you need to know when you're starting out is to be patient and be smart about the time that you have. It's better to spend more time working on something uh, and giving it the time it needs to be what it needs to be. So you're not damaging relationships. You're not uh, forcing something out that isn't complete yet because that's going to cause you more frustration in the process. And you want to look back at this time and think of it fondly and remember it in, in a good light as something that was really fun to do. And pushing something and pushing pressure on on your friends essentially and and those who are helping you put this together just removes all the fun from that experience but to get back to the the idea of of what do you do when you're starting out on your own um for me i i had been in a cover band for the last 4 years at that point and um we had played quite a bit i mean fairly regularly and and i was it was with a with a great group of guys who knew what they were doing when it came to music so i learned a lot i gleaned a lot from them um one of the biggest things i remember um learning in that band was i had very little confidence as a performer and um i was always doubting everything i did a lot of self-doubt and then at one of the shows, um, Joe Howard, who, who's the drummer of that band is, is my, my drummer as well right now and producer of this album we're working on. He, he turned to me or rather I turned around and, and looked at him and he could tell that I was struggling, uh, with confidence in that moment. And he said to me, when you're up here, you are Bruce Springsteen. And he didn't obviously mean that, that I, there's any kind of comparison between the boss and myself, but his point, I got it right away. It, I knew what he meant. You know, when you're in front of everybody, you have a different persona that you need to put on. And if you aren't confident, you need to fake that till you make it because it's super important because it, it talks about the, the, the reality of performing is that you are connecting with people. And if you aren't actively doing that, if you aren't doing the things that a, a Bruce Springsteen does and even did, like he used to practice how he moved and sang in front of a mirror so that he knew what he would look like on stage so that he knew it would communicate 
with the people that he's playing to. If you're not doing those things, then your your audience, you're losing half of the battle right there because the music might be great, but you're not connecting with people. So yeah, not having a lot of confidence uh, and becoming an original artist can be um, can be a struggle. Uh, but fortunately, I had had those four years with with the '90s band and um, and being able to to carry that over. But I will say that uh, fear is a great motivator, and and I knew I would have to step into that fear when I decided I needed to play this music out for the first time. So if you're talking about, you know, taking these steps and starting uh, a music career, there's going to be a point where you've worked on this music for a while, and now you have to show it to people. You have to play it for them, and you have to find out if they're going to like it or not. There's There's that potential in your mind that you know they may not like it. And so for me, I took the test of of going to open mics they're the best thing that you can do when you're new because they're free you get in there early sign your name up on the list and you play so there's very little pressure on uh, what's expected of you because nobody knows who you are but it's also playing this music in front of people which is what you want to do this is the goal and so I showed up at uh, Lineman's River West Inn one cold night in, in the fall of, of 2018. And I signed my name on that sheet. I think I was way late on, uh, it was like 13th on the sheet. Um, so I wasn't going to play until like 11, 11.30 at night, which was fine with me. I didn't mind. And, you know, I knew going in and I thought to myself, if if people like this, they like it. If they don't, then I know at least... Uh, I gave it my shot, and it wasn't meant to be, and it's time to start thinking of something else. Uh, and fortunately, they liked it, so <laughs> that kind of worked out. Yeah, but you have to, you got to take those steps. That's important. And I think if you can find yourself um, conjuring up the courage enough to be able to to do that. You, you will, you will find success because it grows you as an artist, that fear and kind of facing those, those, those things that normally would hold the average person back. I think it's, I've heard it before where, where people say they fear, uh, being in front of a large crowd speaking or performing more than they fear death. And so you're talking about quite a hurdle to, to jump, which is which is good because that, that, that can really drive you. That can motivate you. That can fuel you. You can use that on the stage. So I would say step into that kind of fear. So then the, the next step, yeah, the next step would be after you've had success as far as you know people enjoy the music, um, you know that you have something that you can produce and give to them. I would say always be working on a project. You need to... Um, work on, on getting enough material together for a couple of reasons. One, it's what you want to do, right? So why wouldn't you put music together? Why wouldn't you put an album together? Even if it's just an EP, get something out there so people can have it. Um, and I, I'll talk a little bit more about, I think, the best ways to do that um, in a bit. But 
you want to give somebody, you want to give people something so they have a reason to listen to you. Um, and then be very opportunistic about, about a couple of things. One, if you're having success at, at open mic nights, continue to do those. Like those are free, right? You've, there's Wednesday night ones. There's Thursday night ones. There was Monday night ones. I went for a solid four or five months. I think I went from September, uh, through January or February. I played every week, at least twice a week at, at multiple open mic nights. I wanted to cut my teeth, but I also wanted to get that under my belt, playing my original music. I wanted people to hear it. I wanted, I wanted people to know that that music existed, that I was out there performing and I, I wanted to start making a name for myself. It was the best thing I could do. That's an opportunity you can't miss out. But, but the best thing about that as well, the more regular you make yourself at these open mic nights, the more connections you make. Even if it's just somebody saying, Hey, I know somebody you need to talk to just from that open mic night alone from going to those open mic nights alone. I've met so many people that to this day still help me with my career. And I may, I played radio shows because of those open mic nights. I was able to um, connect with artists that have opened for my shows uh, that to, to this day I still play with um, and partner with for certain events so you, you, you do these shows. They're free there. It's an opportunity. If you have, you make the time, you know, it's not if you have the time, you make the time so that you can find a, uh, a, some sort of connection through it. You're networking. You're always connecting with people. Um, and that really brings me to the first real rule that I wanted to go by. And that is simply this. If you're going to live by anything in this career and probably any career, it's, Simply this, work hard and don't be a dick. You work hard, harder than anybody else around you, and you're nice to people. Those two things alone, combined with, obviously, your music has to be good. What you're bringing has to be good. But most of the time it is, if you think about it. There's, it's very rare that you hear somebody and you go, yeah, they, they, they shouldn't be doing this, but they still have the mindset that they should. I think we find the careers that we are meant to find. And, and everybody that I've known that works really hard and is really nice in this business is also very talented. So combine your talent and your, in your songwriting, your music, your musicality with being the hardest worker you can be. And also just being a good person, being a nice person. If you can put that together with being opportunistic, you're going to have immediate success. Yeah, I felt like I had immediate success in, in certain terms. Obviously I wasn't uh, on any top 40 chart. <laughs> Actually, I don't ever expect to be, but the success I found was it, it was putting me in places I didn't expect to be at the place where I was in that moment, like, um, suddenly being asked to be a part of certain events, suddenly asked to, um, to, to be on a radio program. These were things that I, I couldn't have envisioned for myself when I first stepped into this, uh, scene in late August, early September, I couldn't have pictured it for myself. And to see myself in that place 
was super encouraging because it, it just kind of, uh, affirmed what I, I was hoping and affirmed what I was working really hard to achieve. I'm not huge on dreaming. I think I probably dreamed through my twenties about this career and never worked at it. And, and the problem with dreaming is that it really doesn't bring you anything. There's this old saying, uh, maybe it's not old, but there's a saying that I've heard before that I, I like in a sense. Um, it's you can either dream in one hand and crap in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> um, it's, it's vivid, I know, but the idea is true. I, I don't like to dream. I, um, Joe Howard again gave me a great quote. He said, dreams are for chumps make goals. And he was right. It's it's so true. You make goals because those are achievable. Those are the things that you're going after. Having a goal in front of you gives you something to run towards, gives you something to work for. So stop dreaming. Don't do the dreaming. That stuff just gets in the way of, of what you're trying to do. Make a goal and go meet it. Figure out what you got to do to make sure you achieve that goal. Yeah, and it's funny because really all the stuff I've said to this point is the stuff that you you continue to do throughout the career. It, it's really kind of copy and paste, whether it's um, the idea of opportunity, you know, working hard, being nice, um, making goals, all that stuff. You just translate it into what you are currently uh, moving towards. So for instance, if, if you are talking about trying to get gigs and book gigs, uh, putting a band together, whatever it is, I'll say, let's say booking gigs. Okay. So be opportunistic. Uh, those networking things that you're, you're doing, those way, those people you're connecting with, who do they know? Who, who do you see, um, putting together certain events that you want to be a part of that you can call or Facebook message or email. Um, maybe somebody you know, an artist you know, is posting that, hey, they're playing this really cool looking event. And even though it's over with or it's already booked for this year, get a hold of that, that venue right away. You know, I did that with so many venues on Facebook, on just an email or two or even a phone call and, and, or I just showed up at the gig itself when my friend was playing and in a sense poached the gig for me for next time around, not from them, for any, anybody that wants to take the opportunity. Um, but you know, just, you, you got to have that opportunistic approach and you have to, you got to work hard at it. You got to put the work into it, um, and be nice about it. You're not going in there to steal something from somebody. You're going in there to, to achieve a goal for yourself, but you're also looking out for each other. I, I've, like I said, I've, I still play with people. I've had my friends that I met at open mic nights op- open for shows I've played or partnered with me at events that I've had to do. Because you're, you're helping each other out. You're, you're, you're not bending over backwards for each other necessarily, but you are keeping an eye out for, for one another. This is really a community. Uh, the musicians that I've met and have gotten to work with and be, be with, uh, through these years, we all watch out for each other. We watch each other's backs. We're there to help each other. We, we have, um, hopes for each other's success. We really want each other to do well for the most part. And, and so 
you can do things like this without destroying relationships because you're working hard, you're doing it nice, you're doing it right, and you're you're being opportunistic. That's applauded. That's a good thing. And then when your friends come along and say, hey, how did you get this? You say, try this, talk to this person, get a hold of them, because you know what? That's going to turn around and help you out down the road. I've had those same people say, hey, get a hold of this person. Um, they'll get you booked here at this show. And it's worked out because of their name and they know that their quality. So, you know, you got to, you got to put those practices into effect. You got to have a goal. You got to shoot for it. And that really just repeats itself over and over again. Um, if you can focus on those things, you don't really have to worry about the mistakes you're going to make. You're going to make mistakes. That's just a natural part of, of starting a business. And after all, that's, that's what this is. You're starting a business. I would say though that if you can set that goal, you can work hard, you can be nice as you do it, and you can be opportunistic about your 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 uh, goals and be an opportunistic about what what you find yourself in and who you meet. You're going to be successful as long as the as you know the music's good, people like it. You're going to have success. And so I would focus on those things and not worry so much about the mistakes that you could make. Those are going to come. Just keep an eye open for what those are. And I would say this falls into the be nice thing. If you make a mistake, make it right. Turn around, realize it, and immediately make it right with the people that you might have burned. Because the last thing you want in this career is to have burnt bridges behind you. But I would say other than that, don't focus on the mistakes. Focus on what you should be doing. It's uh, it's a little more positive perspective uh, and approach to a career like this because it can be a very hard and difficult life. Robbie Robertson from the band once said um, when he was talking about why the band was breaking up, he said, it's a damn impossible life. And he wasn't wrong. It really, really is. It's a hard life. Um, but you can do it well. You can do it uh, on your own terms. To an extent, uh, you're always going to have to work a little harder than you would ideally like to, but that's just life and that's a career. You work hard and you try to make it happen. So I think anyone can do this if they really have the, the, uh, the material that's there, if it's good. I think with these, these things I've learned for success, uh, you can have a successful career. Now, how do you measure that success is kind of up to you, but I, I think it's achievable for anybody. Awesome work, Ben. Thank you so much for this insight. And we really appreciate you and the work that you're doing for us and this fantastic set of information. Today's featured patron is Amy Mulberg of Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks, Amy, for your regular support of what we do at Wisconsin Music Ventures and for assisting us also in getting this podcast out. All right. Have a good one, everyone. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.